Welcome to the Student's Digest. Today is May 20th, 2021. I'm Chris Campbell. Don't forget to follow Tales of the Tribunal on LinkedIn to stay up to date with news from around the international dispute resolution field. And once you follow, don't forget to suggest and share with a friend or colleague. We start this week with the news, and we begin in Asia as Hong Kong and mainland China enhance law on mutual enforcement of arbitral awards. Starting back in early 2000, the enforcement of arbitral awards between mainland China and Hong Kong has been governed by a separate agreement for enforcing awards between the two jurisdictions. Then, some 20 years later, in November 2020, a supplemental agreement was signed amending several aspects of the original arrangement and to bring the arrangement in line with current practices in international arbitration. The main areas of note are 1. Award creditors may apply for enforcement of an award simultaneously in both mainland China and Hong Kong, but the amount sought must not exceed the amount determined in the award. Two, another provision holds that creditors seeking enforcement may apply for a preservation or mandatory measure before or after the mainland court accepts the enforcement application. Three, also on all arbitral awards made in mainland China can now be enforced under the supplemental agreement whereas previously only awards made by certain authorities were authorized to be enforced in Hong Kong. Four, the law has clarified that Hong Kong awards can be enforced in mainland China and have a broader scope of purpose. This is an extremely brief overview and we will provide a link to a deeper dive in the show notes. Then, staying in China, SeaTac reports the quote, first case applying the SeaTac construction project dispute review rules, end quote, has been successfully resolved. The case, which involved a public-private partnership, or PPP, and a third-party contractor in a payment dispute. Though not in the original terms of the contract, the parties agreed to adopt the specialized SeaTac rules, which allowed the parties to appoint reviewing experts from SeaTac's lists of experts and have the matter adjudicated by the local Jiangsu Arbitration Center. The matter was resolved in less than 28 days and both parties attested to the effectiveness of the rules. A full statement on the implementation and effect of the rules can be found on SeaTac's website, which we'll link to in the show notes. From there, we head to the United States. The Sixth Federal Circuit holds that the amount in controversy in a petition to challenge an arbitration award is the amount sought in the arbitration, not the amount awarded. In the case Hale v. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC, a plaintiff, Richard Hale, sought recourse against his employer, Morgan Stanley, and initiated an arbitration. However, the arbitrator awarded no damages. Hale then filed suit seeking to vacate the arbitration award pursuant to the Federal Arbitration Act, FAA. The FAA does not provide an independent basis for subject matter jurisdiction in the federal courts. So, Hale argued that there is diversity of jurisdiction and that the amount of controversy requirement was satisfied because he sought more than $15 million in damages during the course of the arbitration. However, defendants responded that there was no diversity because the amount in controversy was actually zero, i.e. the amount awarded by the arbitrator. Although the district court sided with Morgan Stanley, on appeal, the Sixth Circuit reversed. The Sixth Circuit Court explained that the key to determine the amount in controversy is the content of the complaint. In particular, the court said, when a practitioner disputes an issued arbitration award, either through vacation or seeking to reopen an arbitration, courts need only to review the relief requested in the complaint to determine the amount in controversy. 
Thus, because Hale sought more than $15 million in damages, the Sixth Circuit concluded that the necessary thresholds were met and the claim could continue. Then, in a story that looks a bit ahead to June 16th of 2021, comes the forthcoming launch of the World Investment Report 2021. This edition themed, quote, sustainable recovery, which was announced last year and we covered on this show, and monitors trends in international investment, including disputes. The most recent update makes the database current as of December 2020, and among others, there are several takeaways. First, in 2020, investors brought 68 publicly known investor state dispute settlement, ISDS, cases pursuant to international investment agreements. Second, as of the end of 2020, the total number of known treaty-based ISDS arbitrations had reached 1,140. And finally, to date, some 124 countries and one economic grouping are known to have been respondents to one or more ISDS claims. Although some arbitrations can be kept fully confidential, the actual number of disputes filed in this and previous years is likely to be higher. You can browse the data yourself in the ISDS Navigator, which we'll include in the show notes. And check out the full summary report on June 16th. Then, in a rewind to earlier this year, we saw a subgroup of the IBA Committee on Arbitration publish its toolkit on insolvency and arbitration. Although the project was commenced prior to the coronavirus outbreak, its release is particularly timely and of great significance given the severe economic disruptions caused by the current pandemic and the substantial increase in corporate insolvencies expected across most sectors. Conceived to address the intersection of insolvency and arbitration, the toolkit considers the tension arising from completing public policy interest in international arbitration and national insolvency legislation. More specifically, it purports to offer parties, arbitrators, and counsel guidance in navigating questions, inter alia, one, whether the tribunal has the necessary jurisdiction that would enable it to continue the arbitration. Second, whether the debtor in question continue to hold legal capacity to engage in arbitration. And three, whether the issued award will be enforceable. There are full analyses of the toolkit across the web and we'll include one in the show notes. All right, let's head over to opportunities. Here are some opportunities posted within the last week in international arbitration worldwide on LinkedIn and other locations. Law firm Ackerman LLP is seeking an international arbitration litigation associate attorney to join its Miami, Florida offices. Next, Lalive is seeking an associate to join its international arbitration group based in Geneva, Zurich, or London. Then, law firm Madison Pearl is seeking an international arbitration associate with three to seven years of post-qualification experience in Dubai. After that, DLA Piper is seeking an associate for its New York offices. Then, shipping and trading company Bungie is seeking legal counsel for its Geneva, Switzerland offices. And finally, the Hague Conference on Private International Law is seeking a temporary vacancy to start in July 2021. Next up, we head over to events. On May 25th, 2021, Arbitral Women Practitioners Group, YAWP, is hosting an event titled Opportunities for Arbitration Holders, Climate Change, Outer Space, and Human Rights. In a joint event panel discussion hosted by Holland and Knight and supported by the Rising Arbitrators Initiative, the event will focus on how arbitration has proved beneficial for a number of industries, including energy, construction, and telecommunications. It has also shown potential beyond its traditional use. 
speakers for this event will address three areas in which international arbitration is becoming increasingly relevant as a means of dispute resolution. Also on May 25th, the American Society of International Law, Africa Interest Group, hosts an event titled Africa Day. This event is a conversation on creating conducive conditions for Africa's development and intensifying the fight against the COVID-19 pandemic. This is organized by the Africa Interest Group, AIG, which is committed to examining and organizing events that foster dialogue and contemporary legal and socio-political issues that directly impact the charter and well-being of African states and African people on the continent and in the diaspora. Registration is available on the Arbitral Women website and we'll include a link in the show notes. Then, in an event we first told you about a couple of weeks ago, ArbTech is hosting a Clubhouse event featuring Michael, hashtag Mike McElrath, and on the topic of the in-house perspective of the future of discrete resolution. The conversation will feature perspectives from Sophie Nappert, Eric Chung, Paul Cohen, and Elizabeth Everson. The event will be on Wednesday, May 26th at 6 p.m. Central European time. Search for ArbTech on Clubhouse for a conversation you won't want to miss. Then get your calendars out as you'll want to make sure to jot down some of these next coming events. On June 3rd and June 4th, we have Bucharest Arbitration Days 2021. This year's theme is Towards a Reform in Arbitration, a particular view on construction disputes. Some of the panels include Infrastructure Projects and Investment Arbitration, Arbitrability Where To, IBA Rules on Taking of Evidence 2020, Disclosure and Conflicts of Interest, The Next Level, and then, if you can see it, you can be it, exploring seven professional paths within international arbitration. There are also two associated events, one by the Young Romanian Arbitration Practitioners Group, YRAP, titled Hit the Ground Running, How to Start Your Arbitration, the Case Management Conference, and a workshop on the elements of contract management and importance of early DB setup. Finally, the keynote speaker is Ms. Anna Jubin Brett, the Secretary of the United Nations Commission on International Trade Law, UNCTRA. All of these events are free to attend and registration is available on floors and will include a link in the show notes. That's all for this week. Don't forget to check out this week's episode of Tales of the Tribunal where we had special guests, the BIS champions. It's a fun and action-packed interview you won't want to miss. Follow Tales of the Tribunal on LinkedIn and drop us a line at talesofthetribunal at gmail if you have any comments or questions. Until next week, this has been Speed's Digest by Tales of the Tribunal. None of the views shared today or in any episode of Disputes Digest is presented as legal advice nor advice of any kind. No compensation was provided to any organization or party for their inclusion on the show, nor do any of the statements made represent any particular organization, legal position, or viewpoint. All interviewees or organizations included appear on an arm's length basis and their appearance should not be construed as any bias or preferred affiliation with the host or host's employer. All rights reserved.